Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Called for Freedom podcast. And it's been a little bit. I've been out in the field for the past, like, two to three weeks. Um, I haven't put up an episode in about a month. So this is this is going to be a good one. Um, I, and again, I'm really, really happy. Uh, the last episode of Job Chapter 15, I want to thank you all for making that one of the highest listened to episodes. Um, I'm not sure why, personally. Um, it's how uh, Eliphaz continues to accuse Job. But I'm assuming a lot of you found something very profound in that chapter. Um, but right now we're going to continue on Job chapter 16. And this is when Job replies again. And, you know, obviously the book of Job has been mostly just a conversation between Job and his friends. And if I hit my notes here, so we're continuing in the book of Job. And this is focusing on Job's dialogue with his friends in this chapter. Uh, Job's friends try to persuade him to repent of his sins and accept God's judgment. But Job refuses. He defends his innocence and calls out the injustice of his suffering. In the end, God intervenes and rebukes Job's friends for their foolishness, reminding them that they do not know everything. Ultimately, Job's faith in God is reaffirmed and he is rewarded for his steadfastness. Now that that's kind of a brief summary of what the whole book of Job has been. But without further ado, let's get right into Job chapter 16. Job replies. Then Job answered and said, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. Shall windy words have an end? Or what provokes you that you answer? I also could speak as you do if you were in my place. I could join words together against you and shake my head at you. I could strengthen you with my mouth, and the solace of my lips would assuage your pain. If I speak, my pain is not assuaged. And if I forbear, how much of it leaves me? Surely now God has worn me. He's worn me out. He has made desolate all my company, and he has shriveled me up, which is a witness against me, and my leanness has risen up against me. It testifies to my face. He has torn me with his wrath and hated me. He has gnashed his teeth at me 
my adversary sharpens his eyes against me. Men have gaped at me with their mouth. They have struck me insolently on the cheek. They mass themselves together against me. God gives me up to the ungodly and casts me into the hands of the wicked. I was at ease and he broke me apart. He seized me by the neck and dashed me to pieces. He set me up as his target. His archers surround me. He slashes open my kidneys and does not spare. He pours out my gall on the ground. He breaks me with breach upon breach. He runs upon me like a warrior. I have sewed sackcloth upon my skin and have laid my strength in the dust. My face is red with weeping, and on my eyelids is deep darkness, although there is no violence in my hands, and my prayer is pure. O earth, cover not my blood, and let my cry find no resting place. Even now, behold, my witness is in heaven, and he who testifies for me is on high. My friends scorn me. My eye pour out tears to God, that he would argue the case of a man with God, as a son of man does with his neighbor. For when a few years have come, I shall go the way which I shall not return. Now, a commentary I wrote over the past few weeks is uh, Job chapter 16 is a poignant chapter in the book of Job, where Job continues to grapple with intense suffering and his friends' misguided attempts to explain his plight. In this chapter, Job expresses his deep anguish and frustration as he feels isolated and misunderstood. Job begins by acknowledging the emptiness of his comforter's words, stating that their speeches have only increased his distress. He longs for empathy and understanding, pleading for his friends to put themselves in his shoes and truly comprehend his suffering. Job's words reflect the raw emotions of someone who feels abandoned betrayed and unfairly afflicted by God. Throughout the chapter, Job vividly describes the physical and emotional toll his suffering has taken on him. He speaks of God's relentless attacks against him, comparing himself to a target struck with arrows. Job's body is covered in wounds and he feels utterly broken. He laments the loss of his former life and the joy that once filled his days. In the midst of his pain, Job turns to God and cries out for justice. He longs for a mediator who can bridge the divide between him and God, someone who can plead his case and bring about a fair judgment. Job's plea for a mediator 
foreshadows the ultimate mediator between God and humanity, who is Jesus Christ. Job's words in this chapter reveal his desperate desire for vindication and his yearning for God to acknowledge his innocence. Despite his anguish, Job maintains his unwavering faith in God. He acknowledges that his suffering may be part of God's mysterious plan, but he still seeks solace and understanding from the divine. Job's lament in chapter 16 serves as a reminder of the human struggle in the face of suffering and the need for compassion and empathy in times of hardship. It also invites readers to reflect on the complexity of God's ways and the importance of trust and faith, even amidst the darkest of circumstances. Now, I do want to go back to, I do want to read a devotional on verse 1 and 2, though, before we end this episode. Of course, this devotional is brought to you by Packing House. Verse 1 and 2 starts, Job answered and said, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. Job informed his friends he'd heard all the miserable statements they were telling him, meaning that either these words were sayings of the ancients, which were not unknown to him, or that these guys were starting to repeat themselves. Either way, Job had grown weary of his comforters. He gave them a new title that fit them like a glove. Miserable comforters. His comforters had become more of a hindrance than help. And Job was certain that they didn't understand his real problem. They were doing the exact opposite. What we are all called to do for those who are suffering, even if sin is involved. Paul wrote, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself less, you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Galatians chapter 6, 1 verse 3. Job's friends were not trying to help carry his burdens. And the more Job asked for compassion from them, the more they scorned and condemned him. They accused Job of thinking wrongly about God, when in fact, they were the ones getting him wrong. When God finally addressed them, he said, You have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has in Job chapter 42, which we will get to. We rightly cringe when we hear someone say, I would never do that. Because under the right pressures, we are all capable of any sin. Therefore, we need to be humble and remember just how we were encouraged the last time life was difficult for us, 
or we were struggling in our walk. I read about an elderly widow restricted in her activities who was eager to serve Jesus. And after praying about this, she realized she could bring blessings to others by playing the piano. The next day, she placed a small ad in the Oakland Tribune. Pianist will play hymns by phone daily for those who are sick and despondent. The service is free. The notice included the number to dial. When people called, she would ask, what hymn would you like to hear? Within a few months, her playing had brought cheer to several hundred people. Many of them freely poured out their hearts to her, and she was able to comfort and encourage them. Lord, forgive us and use us to help encourage someone else today. Amen.